Hello and welcome back to Fitness Behind the Filter with me, Hayley Irwin. This week we're back with another Q&A in true Five Question Friday style as it was one of the most highly listened to podcasts and I have completely lost track of all days, times, weeks, years. Like how honestly is 2020 still a thing? But I haven't done Five Question Friday in a few weeks simply because I suddenly get to a Friday and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Friday. I should be doing a Q&A and clearly I just never get around to it. Anyway, if you're listening back and this is an old episode, we are currently halfway through lockdown 2.0. It is the 20th of November. I literally just had to make some maths up then to try and work out what the day was going to be when this was released. Um, And if you're listening to this as it is being released, I hope you're holding up okay. I know that for a lot of people, this lockdown has been a little harder. To be honest, I think that this time of year is one that a lot of people will struggle with in a normal year, let alone one where we're being told to have a picnic on Christmas Day so that we can see our family outside. I mean, I guess at least the food and drinks will be kept cool. But yeah, so I hope you are doing okay. Please reach out to talk to me or anyone else if you are struggling. And I really hope you are okay. So... This has been a compilation of some of the questions that I have had over the last few weeks because even though I haven't always got around to doing the questions, I have always put up a question box most of the time, even if it's not on a Friday and I've suddenly forgotten. Um, So I took a screenshot of the questions. Um, As always, I'm going to make this anonymous because I really hate it when people start saying people's names like users out because I just think you know what someone might be wanting some advice and probably don't want their name plastered all over social media um but we're going to be addressing (laughs) I'll just get out of the way like first things first why did you change coach um so I've had this question quite a few times recently and I never know how much people like work out what is um what is current and what is like talking about the past so if you are unaware in March I think it was a couple of weeks into lockdown number one I left Josh McHale so I was with Josh McHale for I want to say like two years and then I was with Kuba Kuba Chellen for I'm not entirely sure how long not that long if I'm completely honest and Definitely not a period of time I would recommend anyone using a coach for. Um, But we'll start with Josh and then we will move on. So half of the reason that I left Josh was because I was in a bit of a bad headspace. So, well, that's so British, isn't it? A bit of a bad headspace. One of the worst headspaces I've ever been in my life. And I felt like I just needed to take the focus off my body and focus on what was going on in my head and for the first time in a long time I actually let myself do that which was really hard because as I've mentioned in previous episodes it made me address things that I put to the back of my mind and being too busy to address for honestly like years because I'd always used exercise and a physical goal to mask what was going on in my head um obviously when I was recovering from my eating disorder there was an element of not being able to do that anymore but I think even then 
um like years of years of competing it it does make you emotionless and i think that is a lot to do with the hormonal changes that go on in your body so you never really feel things as much um so i do think that that is a large reason why my headspace was so bad it was nothing to do with josh um so yes i then didn't have a coach for a little while um and then i joined team kuba I want to say May, so I literally didn't have a coach for like two months. <laughs> um, I think it was like the end of May that I joined Kuba. And it was something that was completely different for me. Um, and I think when I went to Kuba, I was like, right, I want to cut because I've been planning to mini cut with Josh. Life got in the way a little bit. And I think with a mini cut, the thing is, is that whilst yes, obviously you can always choose when to diet. I think for a mini cut, especially it really does need to, everything needs to be in a good place or at least you need to force yourself into a good place because obviously it's like four to six weeks maximum. Um, and the, a mini cut is meant to be going on. So it needs to be a hundred percent. So if you're not giving it a hundred percent and you're letting things get in the way, then it's not going to be effective. Like you need to be primed. Your body needs to be ready and that's stress-free and all of that sort of stuff. And my life was just definitely not that at that time. Um, and he said like, he just wanted to sort of like fix my relationship with food and all of that sort of stuff first. But in doing so, my calories got bumped up so much higher that I gained like an extra 10 kg, maybe even like 12. And at a point where like, obviously when I came to him, he was like, right, we're not going to gain any more weight, but we're just going to like slowly build up calories and stuff. And so I, I think I got to the end of it and I was like, I just feel so shit, pardon my French, um, in my body and in myself and in my mind that I, this is just so counterproductive. I don't even felt didn't even feel like I was sort of like sensitive to food anymore and we did start mini cutting and my body was being pretty stubborn to be fair um even though expenditure was like really high I mean I was doing sort of like 45 minutes of cardio 20 minutes of hit 15,000 steps on top of that but I think my food was also kept really high so whilst I wasn't necessarily like hungry all that much I think my body was just battered um because it was just so stressed so I was like, this is just not, not doing what I'm wanting it to do. Um, so as I said, initially I felt really good on the extra food and all of that sort of stuff, but it just got to a point where it wasn't, I think I was just eating so much whey and yogurt and it just wasn't like my digestion was awful. So over the last, I think since the end of September, when I left Cuba, um i have lost a little bit of weight which i haven't really been tracking at all and i haven't been tracking my food i haven't tracked macros i think one thing that i will always be so grateful for my time with kuba was the fact that i followed a meal plan to a t and i didn't know the calories and i never worked them out whereas obviously when i was with josh my calories were on my plan and i could have taken them off by the way like that was completely like my decision to know them but it made me stop seeing foods purely as numbers so I think coming away from that and coming back into sort of like the most normal pattern of eating I think I've had in years, honestly, has been really refreshing. And, and like I said, I've dropped a little bit of weight by just eating whole foods when I'm hungry, stopping when I'm full, exercising a lot more intuitively. And I think right now, okay, maybe it's not the most optimal thing I can do. Obviously, I am still educated in what what i know so i'm still getting good amounts of protein i'm still getting a balance of fats and i still have a you know higher fats than i do carbs and things like that but 
I'm not so bothered about it all of the time. Like it's just something that, as I said, I've, I've not had for years and it's as it's just been so refreshing to have. Um, because towards the end of my time coaching, I just felt like I'd completely lost myself. And even my housemate, Sarah was just like, I, I, you just don't seem, seem yourself. And I, I don't think this is working for you. So I think what I've learned from myself and from this time has been that you need to find your happiness and that isn't by changing coach and following a new approach and all that sort of thing. I think, you know, a lot, a lot of the reason why I didn't go back to Josh Artos with Bukuba was because I'd entered a really negative headspace when I was with Josh, which was nothing to do with Josh whatsoever. But I almost linked that negative headspace that I was in with that coaching process. I was like, I need something completely different. And I guess I kind of saw this as my opportunity to find some kind of happiness again when it wasn't. I needed to be happy in myself and changing my body, changing my training plan, changing my diet wasn't going to do that. I needed to find it out for myself, essentially. So that was a really long, long winded approach to explaining what is going on with the whole coaching process at the moment. Um, so at the moment, I'm coaching myself. I feel really good. I feel a lot happier. Um, definitely having like obviously ups and downs and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I've actually changed medication as well. Um, which I'm guessing is like helping to a certain extent, which is a really good thing. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of like my update, I guess. Um, in terms of sort of like competing and things like that, I have said I will always compete next year. Um, I'm right now seeing how how I do with like this sort of like intuitively eating bit because quite frankly, I, I've got too much weight to lose to do it in a prep and I'm very aware of that. But equally, I don't want to start prep and do like a nine month prep. So um, I'm just sort of wasting it out and seeing how I go um, because at the end of the day, the stage will always be there and there's no point like ruining my body when I've been working so hard to get it back which would be the case if I lost, you know, this significant amount of weight in a, in a, in a prep. Um, so yeah, I don't know why that went from why did you change coach to a life update, but there we are. Um, so that moves quite nicely onto how are you finding lockdown 2.0? Um, and you know what? I'm feeling in a really blessed position. Obviously I'm still working. I'm really busy. I'm busier than ever actually. Um, which I'm really, really grateful for. It's really keeping me on track a lot. Obviously, when we entered lockdown one, yes, my coaching business took off, but I dropped so many hours of PT. It was a massive adjustment phase, whereas this time around, I mean, I just feel in a much better headspace. Um, I'm a lot more active and all of that sort of stuff, which has been really good. Um, and I just feel so much better in myself. I understand that I'm in a very blessed position, don't get me wrong. Um, and I am very grateful for that. But I think, you know, changing my surroundings was a massive, a massive part of that, I guess. I always say, like, you know, what you're not changing, you're, cho you're choosing. And at the end of the day, obviously, I, I wasn't happy. And whilst that was nothing to do with being in Surrey directly or those people around me because I had some amazing people around me obviously my family are incredible obviously I've got Soph um and like Holly and Zoe like who are some of my closest friends I just needed to get out of that and start afresh and for me Leaves has has really been that and you know 
obviously I've been through ups and downs and it hasn't all been in been great, but I've found some amazing people here and I've really found, found my passion, I guess, um, like for life again. Um, I really sort of like lost my way with training and things like that. Like I was doing it, but I just was not enjoying it. Um, and in terms of coaches, so the Paulie B who I interviewed, I can't remember how many episodes ago it was now. Um, if you haven't already listened to it, please go and listen to it. Um, I started personal training with him. I started personal training with him while I was still with Cuba. Um, I just felt like I needed someone to push me. Um, if you remember, if you follow me on Instagram before lockdown, I was training with Louis Fulton all the way previous to that. And, and my sessions were amazing. My training was amazing. My strength was going up and up and up. Um, and it was just incredible. But then training on my own, I just felt like I didn't have someone to push me. And there's no way you can get more reps than you are capable of out, out of a pendulum squat. Do you know what I mean? Like you physically need someone to help you through those forced reps. So um, he's been an amazing addition to my life. Um, I knew Paulie B. We used to work together in Vir at Virgin Active in Kirkstall when I lived up here last time around. Um, and obviously we were friends, but we never really clicked. But I do just believe people come into your life for a reason. And we've both been able to help each other so much. Um, and I've really, I've really valued having that side of things from a personal training and a gym point of view and just a friend point of view. So yeah, 2.0 lockdown is good. I'm surrounded by amazing people, both old friends, young friends, young friends. I mean, technically there is young friends involved. <laughs> um, some of the people I work with are younger than me, but you know, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but you know what I mean? Like friends I've had for a long time and newer friends. So yes. Um, these questions are just chronologically linking and not even chronologically linking, thematically linking so nicely. I'm loving it. Um, so the next one is how do you have so many female friends? Now, this is something that I haven't always had. Um, growing up, I found, I, I hate to be that girl that makes it sound like everyone was my best friend. Like every boy is my best friend, but I genuinely felt like I connected so much better with boys than I did with girls. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact that I grew up with a brother and his best friends were like my second brothers. Um, and so I think I found it easier to connect with friends. And I think when I had my first bout of counselling, um, obviously, if you listen to my previous podcast, like you'll realise that me and my mum used to clash, even though she's like my best friend now. Um, she, as a result of that, I would find it easier to connect with men than I would with women um, which is partly why they actually gave me a female counsellor because they wanted to get me used to talking to women a lot more I mean obviously you've heard the story Kathy didn't get on that well um, but that was the sentiment behind it um, and whether that has like happened to be I was about to say it's going to help me to try and give Kathy some sort of emotional boost as if she's going to listen to this but she's really not and I doubt that that actually made a blind bit of difference if I'm completely honest with you. Um, <laughs> but the reason I have so many female friends is because I feel like now I don't view females as threatening. I think when I was younger, I used to think that if someone was pretty, it would take away from me being pretty. If someone was clever, it would take away from me being clever. And I saw every female as competition, but you know what? Like us girls face so much like individually we might as well root for each other. Do you know what I mean? There really is no sense of competition. We don't need to be doing that at all. Um, so please 
never feel like another woman is threatening you. Um, so yes, I think I have to move through my friends quite frankly, because as I said, I don't view them as competition. And as I've said in previous podcasts, your vibe attracts your tribe. So put out the energy you want to bring in. Um, so I now have lots of females in my life who support me and they don't see me as, as a threat or anything like that. We just build each other up the entire time, which is great. On the other hand, number four is how do you handle drifting apart from friends? And I think there's two ways that you can look at this. Sometimes you and your friends are just so busy that you just kind of drift naturally. But when you come back together, nothing has ever changed. Um, I've spoken a lot about Megan, who is like my oldest friend or one of my oldest friends. And we drifted apart. I, I mean, to be honest, it was completely my own fault because um, when I had my eating disorder I changed a lot and I was very hard to be around but um also our lives were just so different and it, it was a very gradual thing and and now we sometimes we speak every day for a week and then we don't speak for a month and nothing changes because we're just busy people um but I think when other people it depends what sort of people you have around you because other people can get very upset with how you're acting and if you don't contact them the whole time and I'm looking at a picture of one of them right now, actually, which is we sort of broke off friends, I guess. I don't know. I got blocked from like Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, everything, which was something that I'd never experienced before in my life. And I was like, oh my God, this actually happens in like adulthood. I had no idea. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think obviously in that case, sometimes people just aren't, aren't for you anymore. And you grow and evolve and change and whilst that just means that you don't speak to some people from time to time that also means that you are changing who you are I guess and and you don't need to be held back by certain people and you don't need to feel bad for that like you can just go with it and you can do you and yeah so I hope that you never feel bad for drifting apart from a friend if it's if it's not been something negative on, on you, you really don't need to beat yourself up about it. Um, by the way, I'm so sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. When I started recording this podcast, she was fast asleep looking super cute. And I was like, I do not have the heart to move you. Um, but now she's awake, snuffling around in true Frenchie style. Um, so yeah, I'm very sorry if you can hear that. Um, now the next one, oh, if you could change one thing about your appearance, what would it be? Now, story time. A few weeks ago, my mum doesn't even know this. She's going to listen to this and be like, what the hell, Hayley? I went to get filler in my face. Um, I went to get my lips done and I went to get some filler in my cheeks. I didn't tell my mum because obviously that scares the living daylights out of you as a mum. And I was like, this is going to look so good. Um, and you can never really imagine it can you sort of as as a mother so I was like I just want to show her and then be like look it looks good um and as I got there she was like what do you want why do you want this and I sort of said I want to even out this bit and I want to do this and this and this and she said I can't I can't even things out especially in lips and things like that because you are putting filler in which is not just a front profile but a side profile and so if you put like more in one side for like from your side profile you'll look really weird so she was like so it might I don't think I can do what you want me to do 
And she was also like, you're beautiful and you don't need it. And I was a bit like taken aback, I guess. Okay. And I think because I'd been, you know, quite unhappy in my physical appearance in terms of my weight, especially, I was just like, what can I change instantly? And that was my face. And obviously this was prior to changing medication. It was probably about a month ago now, to be completely honest with you. Um, yeah, it was a month ago. Um, and so sort of like my new meds hadn't really kicked in and I hadn't started them yet. And I think my head was all over the place. And she just said, I think you're doing this for the wrong reasons. She said, there is nothing wrong with your face. And she said, I, I, I don't want to take your money for something that I don't think is necessary. She was like, yeah, you might come back in five, 10 years and it would, it would look a lot better, but you don't need it. So she said to me, like, go away for a week and think about it. And if you still want it, I will do it because I don't want you to go somewhere else and it just be botched. But I'm going to refund your deposit because I was here to put a deposit down for the um, appointment and you can come back if you want to but I really don't think you need to and I think that hit me really hard because I just sort of thought wow like a stranger is telling me me changing my body or a part of my face is not going to make me any happier like I need to sort my head out and change my physical appearance isn't going to do that and I see so many people do this and I and I knew in deep down why I was doing it you know they change coach like I did they change their face like I did or they get you know a boob job and this and that and you know all of these things because they're not happy in who they are but you know what your head and your mind is still going to be exactly the same regardless of whether you've had a Brazilian bum lift or not so yeah, if you want to change your body for a reason or want to change a part of your face for a reason, then fair play. But if you're doing it because you're not happy in yourself, hun, it's not going to change anything. It really isn't. And I can't stress that enough. Um, so yeah, I think now if you could change one thing about your appearance, like what I'm, am I most self-conscious about? My size, my weight, of course I am. Um, but I'm learning that... A, you've got to be patient. B, being stage lean is not normal. Um, and C, people don't rate yourself or value you based on your size. Like, yes, there's being healthy and there's being unhealthy. And I'm not about to be some sort of like anti-diet culture person whatsoever because that's just not me. But what I will say is that if you are purely being smaller because you're trying to make yourself lovable which I've spoken about before is something that I struggle with like don't do that I think for me it's been really important to hang out at a higher body body weight set point for a little bit not only to restore my hormones and to try and get some sort of function back like that which you know I'm now having my periods and all of that sort of fun stuff or evidently not so fun stuff um but yeah I'm there's so much that I'm trying to work out and realize that I can be sexy and I can be attractive and I can do all of those things and that doesn't require me being a size six and yeah of course I need to eat healthily and, and I do but that doesn't mean that you know I have to be it I'm really sorry Theo is completely ruining this um, but it doesn't mean that I have to be small to be that I can be all of those things and have a little bit of podge do you know what I mean so you know what 
I don't think I'd change anything about my appearance. I mean, I'd love thinner legs, a bigger bum, lovely boobs, all of those things. But you know what? The, if you start going down the the hole of if you could change one thing about your appearance, what would it be? You'll start changing all of those things. And that's what that lady Victoria said to me, actually. She said, if you get your lips done and if you get your cheeks done and then you'll come back and say, I don't feel any different. And then you want this done and that done and that done and that done. And what do you do? You spend thousands of pounds on procedures you don't need to feel exactly the same about yourself and your body because your mind is the most powerful thing, right? I mean, she didn't say this, I am, but your mind is so powerful. So even if you change how you look, you will still think the same way about yourself because your mind is the most powerful thing. And if you haven't got a hold over that, then you're not going to have a hold over anything else. Which links quite nicely into my last question, which I know brings us to six. You might be listening to this on a Saturday and get away with six questions Saturday or something like that. But anyway, I'm torn between sticking to lockdown and struggling with my mental health. I can't win. Now, obviously, these question boxes aren't blessed with size. And this was a little bit of text talk, which I've translated myself. Um, and you know what? I don't want to sound like any kind of enabler or anything and you know what take this advice with a pinch of salt if you want to stick to, to look down 100% you stick to look down 100% but I think what we've learned or especially what I've learned is that yes sticking to the rules of lockdown is important to a, a large percentage but if you're struggling with your mental health sticking to these rules not meeting a certain amount of friends not going to see family if you are not high risk, they are not high risk, and you are both comfortable with that situation, just make yourself happy. Honestly, please do not struggle on your own or anything because you feel like you have to stick to the rules. I have a really good friend who did that, who stuck to the rules, you know, completely 100% lockdown 1.0, and she'd ring me crying a lot of the time, and she was so lonely, but she didn't want to break lockdown, and, and it was just heartbreaking to see because and now she's sort of like seen the light a little bit more to a certain extent obviously she doesn't want to endanger anyone around her but you know she's doing things that make her feel good still which is I feel like is so important you can't just ruin your mental health for the sake of sticking to a rule that is really not going to make that much difference to your life if you are a healthy and well individual now like I said be safe be sensible don't you know go around infecting people if you've got symptoms stay at home wear your mask all of that sort of stuff yes I'm saying I'm not you know saying that I'm not disrespecting that I don't want you to hurt anyone but please put yourself first and as I said if it means meeting two friends outside just do it in my opinion I really don't see the issue with it um you're probably going to see that friend, other friend at another point, and those other friends are going to see each other. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, do what makes you happy, but please never feel alone or like you can't win because you're wanting to stick to the rules for the sake of sticking to rules that you don't even understand or believe in. So yes, that's it from me. I really hope Theo's snuffling was not through the entirety of that Q&A, but thank you so much as always for listening. Please keep an eye out on my five question Fridays because I am sure that there will be more that are done on here. So if you would like your question elaborated on a little bit more than the 15 seconds that Instagram gives us, then this is your place to do so. 
So as always, please like, share, comment, subscribe, depending on where you are listening. There are different things you can do, but all of you can please share this on your story, tag it so I can repost it and have a wonderful rest of your day slash Friday, whatever day you're listening to this, and I will catch you next week.